And welcome to another episode of the Zotorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, and let's, of course, jump right into the download. Now, I'm always looking for unique gaming experiences, and this week's download offers just that as you're playing almost like a detective story slash movie and that game is immortality which is out for xbox series s x pc ios and android for the low low price of 19.99 coming from half marine productions it's an adventure game and in this game it's based on the fictional actress of marissa marcel who had starred in three movies but they were never released marcel has since gone missing now you are tasked with solving the mystery it's a really interesting and imaginative game and it's one that i think that for most of us is very different from the games we play so i'm very much enjoying going through the game i've just started at this point so i haven't gotten a, a whole lot through the game but it's fun and it's interesting and very thought-provoking again very different from a lot of the games that i'm used to playing so that's why i'm recommending immortality on xbox systems and mobile and of course it's on xbox game pass now the time of this recording d23 is going on so a lot of sort of first looks and things are going on so i'll talk more about that next week but let's talk about the final trailer for the black adam movie with the rock came out and it gives us a lot more info as to what the direction of the movie or how the direction of the movie is going to go and it seems as though you're essentially having black adam versus the justice society i will say this is probably one of the best looking dc trailers that they produce for one of their films i am excited and this kind of kind of answered the question for me am i going to be able to see the rock as black adam or is it excuse me Am I going to be able to see the Black Adam character or am I going to see The Rock cosplaying as Black Adam? That's a question I always have with Dwayne Johnson's roles because I don't dislike him. I enjoy many of his movies, but he is himself or he is this character, this portrayal in every movie, regardless of the character or in, in the circumstances. So I'm hoping that something like this and maybe I'm looking a little bit too far ahead in with a superhero movie don't just expect superhero movies but you wouldn't only think this is the sort of movie that would push an actor like Dwayne Johnson into a different stratosphere with regards to getting immersed in the character but this movie and this character is a character in a movie that he's been trying to play for over 10 years so if there's any character where he's going to lose himself in his role at this point in his career this is definitely going to be that character so i am very much interested in seeing how well it actually plays out on october 21st i'm excited i think that's probably between now and then the next big release as far as the movies are concerned so we'll see how it does i hope it does well i hope it does well and that hopefully be a good bellwether for what's going to happen with Shazam and then Aquaman 2 when they come out next year. So let's talk about Disney and Marvel. 
and their showcase, their video game showcase that happened at the time this recording yesterday. There was a lot of hypes around the internet community, especially with a lot of the projects that have been rumored to be worked on some AAA titles over the years as well as titles that we know are coming out like we know that insomniac is doing both that wolverine game and then spider-man 2 which is exclusive to the playstation there have been rumors for a couple months now that there's an exclusive xbox daredevil game that's being worked on as well and just a whole lot of other things that have been talked about as far as Disney Marvel properties specifically and as well as we we know that I forget the EA uh, Star Wars game that came out uh, a few few years ago when there's a sequel for that so we're looking forward to maybe some more information on some of those games what we got what we got was utterly disappointing most of the I don't know if the showcase was a half hour showcase focused on snippet trailers it was a trying game that i can't even say looks pretty cool because you didn't see anything outside of just like sort of trying little motif in the music don't even know what the game's about don't know what i'm looking forward to there's nothing there a lot of mobile stuff which i could care less avatar game care less again but we've seen the avatar game before at least the the console game for next gen we've seen pictures of that already and that was nothing new then there's an avatar mobile uh, MMO uh, RPG shooter that's coming out for mobile. Nobody cares about that either. There, there, and it was an Aliens tactical shooter, which is coming off again. Not why anybody tuned into this showcase, and they could have, they could have easily just dropped trailers for all of these on the internet and called it a day. They didn't have to have to do a showcase because that was just an utter waste of time and i was really sad and disappointed i'm like this is really what you decide to have a showcase on the biggest parts of the showcase one there is in the captain america black Panther game set in world war ii and the rumors of this came out a couple days ago but they really didn't show anything there was no gameplay you don't know what the game is about you don't know anything so that was disappointing it was just some kind of a cinematic sort of trailer then again that again did not show any gameplay and like cg is kind of like still moving images so huh, you know we'll see what that is it could be utter trash but we don't need to know what the game's about we don't know what it is what type of game it is i mean it's so little there was so little details on a lot of the games in this showcase which is what made it even more so disappointing uh the other game that really got my interest was speed storm and that is a, a disney kart racer that looked pretty cool it it's a kart racer it's it's really weird to say it's like oh it's just a kart racer but if you play mario kart or anything like that you know how kart races go but it's just really cool looking at the disney characters in disney themed tracks with the disney ips that are there that's something that could definitely be be a good free-to-play sort of service-based game with installment packs in my opinion i think there's a lot there in the mind for that and then lastly the illusion island game starring mickey mouse and that was not probably it was the most exciting game that was announced it's coming out for the switch exclusively i think switch and pc but definitely the switch next year it offers four-player co-op with donald mickey goofy and mickey the original the voices are there as well and it looks like one of the current mickey mouse animated shorts that disney have been producing for the past few years and i don't know if you've ever watched any of those shorts those shorts are absolutely great uh, it's, it's nice to see mickey back in form with those shorts 
and this game especially with the trailer they produced evokes a lot of the comedy of those shorts so i'm this is a game i'm looking forward to i'm it looks like i'm not sure if there's online co-op as well but it's definitely a full player co-op uh, local from what the trailer said but that would be really cool if that was online and you can kind of drop in in and out with friends on your friends list and play the game and the different scenarios with getting these i think it's these parts these three books that you have to test so it's like a puzzle platformer at least that's what it looks like but it looks very interesting very cool so i am excited for that one okay so if you've been living on the rock for the past few months you know that microsoft is buying activision for the tune of about 70 billion dollars now activision has a long and i mean long history in the video game world starting from developing for the atari 2600 so activision realistically is one of the oldest american video game publishing companies and microsoft is buying it for 70 billion dollars and with that they're currently under investigation from regulators to approve the deal all over the world and with that a lot of things and statements have been made by various regulators and what's come out lately is that sony is very concerned about microsoft controlling call of duty and as someone who is an unofficial microsoft fanboy i say boohoo sony boohoo about losing it but i don't care about call of duty as it is so it makes no difference to me if call of duty is exclusive or not but i find it interesting i say all that to say so there's been a lot of back and forth and microsoft from the jump has pretty much said that hey call of duty is not going anywhere they plan on making it available they have reached out to extend the current deal that sony has for another three years yada 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 so all these things were out in the public months ago before the sort of investigation started happening so you had the and i forget what it was in brazil but the brazilian regulators and information started coming out from their investigation and review and the only company on record were stating that they found issue and this is all of gaming not nintendo not any of the other major publishers that they were concerned about microsoft's purchase of activision with Sony. so then you fast forward a couple weeks to the the european regulators cad what it's called and their very statement sounds like a bullet pointed parroted response from sony itself talking about it may hurt competition and take games away from customers and impact partners in the video game world and yada 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 and i sat there and i'm like am i living in like did did sony just like feed them a bunch of talking points because how are you the number one you are the number one console you are the number one games publisher on the planet and the number three guy is just trying to get bigger, trying to get a bit more to bolster competition. How is it that the competition is going to be hurt by putting Call of Duty on Game Pass? Excuse me. How is it hurt? How is competition hurt? The argument doesn't hold water when you, as a company, are known for exclusives and exclusivity and making, especially in this generation, deals for games to be exclusive for two, three, four years. How does that hurt competition? That ex How does exclusivity her competition and this is my issue you make your name on exclusivity someone says they're not going to be exclusive yet you still whine and complain and that takes us to today well not today but a few days ago 
when Jim Ryan, the head of Sony, put out this press release relating to or sort of clapping back at a letter or press release that Microsoft put out, again, reiterating the offer to extend the current contract by three years, the continued pledge to have Call of Duty on the PlayStation platform, the continued pledge to make Call of Duty widely accessible to others via Game Pass and making it more accessible on other devices, not just consoles. Again, reiterating that. Now, take it for what you will. I personally think that after that contract is over, Microsoft is going to make Sony pay or Call of Duty is going to be exclusive. And they will have every right to do so um, after that contract is over. Me personally speaking, I think they should do it. I think it would be some petty shit. But Jim Ryan put out this, this blog post, this press release, talking about xboxes and thinking about playstation gamers and the offer that was submitted was unacceptable that call of duty has been on 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 playstation for 20 years and playstation gamers are you know yada i'm like why should xbox care about playstation gamers they're not their customers that's what baffles me it's like why should any company care about your customers the whole purpose of that is trying to get them to not be your customers anymore but to be their customers that's the nature of business that's what competition is about. And two, before the PS3 generation, Call of Duty exclusive content was exclusive to Microsoft. And then after that 360 generation, it became exclusive exclusive content to Sony. But Sony had no issues with making sure that certain maps and whatnot of Call of Duty didn't show up on Xbox till a year later. I just find the whole argument to be completely laughable from a standpoint of a company who has made their name on exclusives and exclusivity, whining, complaining about possibly being hurt by a game as big as it is going exclusive, even though they have contracts and everything like you don't get a game forever. Like you don't get a forever contract. And I think that's what they're angling. I'm like, no, if this happens, this deal goes, it's called competition. It's called business. And it, my PlayStation fans out there, I know it sucks. I know it absolutely sucks. If you play Call of Duty on PlayStation and this is a potentiality. I mean, it's not realistically microsoft's not stupid look at minecraft minecraft is still everywhere i feel like call of duty diablo those sort of core franchises they will always be multi-platform because it'll be microsoft's best interest to keep those multi-platforms because the fan base extends far past uh xbox and pc for those franchises however newer titles are definitely going to be exclusive to microsoft going forward i would absolute bet money on that once this deal is through you'll get your you know call of duties your diablos your warcraft you'll, you'll get those things but any sort of like first person shooter spinoffs xbox only the question is will crash remain a multi-platform sort of character and gaming franchise or will that title be exclusive to microsoft i don't see that being exclusive to microsoft but hey i could be wrong but that's my take on that whole jim ryan xbox call of duty kerfuffle i think it's complete utter lunacy and bullshit but you know he's jockeying position because honestly i think he's just trying to he's trying to air out his uh his grievances in the public because he's trying to get a longer contract for call of duty going forward all right let's talk about she hawk now I, let me let me retract so i've had some moments to think about my reaction to the twerking with megan Thee stallion i know last week i said i was very much disgusted not disgusted i was not too harsh of words but i didn't like it i thought it was kind of counter but after some reflection over the past week or so i still don't think I think it was in poor taste more so than anything. I 
I don't know. I just, I have to realize that I view things through different lenses because of roles and responsibilities in my life. And sometimes I've realized that, oh, I don't realize I'm looking at something not through my individual lens, but through the lens of what that role and responsibility dictates. And that is very much where I was coming from with regard to my reaction to the Megan Thee Stallion uh, She-Hulk twerking compared to if it was just me in an isolated bubble, I wouldn't have had any issue with it. And that's where I stand on that. So let's talk about episode four. I enjoy this show a lot. Can we get more Wong? Like, please. I love seeing one of the things about Wong. Wong was always so human. He's in this world, in this mystical world, comatage to bit. He's such a dude. He's, he's such an average guy who's just enjoying this life. And you saw so much of this uh, with She-Hulk as he retained Jennifer Walters as counsel with this two bait, two second rate, not two rate, second rate magician who has some of the mystic elements that he ends up using in his act he dropped out or was kicked out of comatage and so he's been using his m magical act and sending people to weird ass places so wong is trying to stop it and you see the court case and everything but just the end and and was it madison with a y not what you think it would be oh that episode was just so funny uh, she hulk continues to be enjoyable especially when you take it for what it is i think most people have those that hate she hulk those that are really looking at it in a negative light for the most part one are looking at it as part of some agenda and i'm not going to speak on that but two are looking at it in comparison to everything else that marvel has done these sort of quote-unquote serious half or hour-long pseudo dramedies with these characters i'm going to say pseudo dramedy what action-packed mini movies uh with these characters to give all this character exposition and backdrop she hulk is not any of that she hulk is a half hour sitcom and it excels in that and excels in that and also has a superhero sort of tinge to it and i think that's what people tend to forget this isn't like anything else that marvel has put out for so for some people it's quite off-putting and they can't wrap their heads around it. I do thoroughly enjoy the characters. And again, I will continue to talk about how wonderful Tatiana Maslahi is uh, as an actress, but more specifically in this character, I think she is a perfect fit. I think that now she is an attractive woman, but the way they downplay her looks in order to really highlight the transformation to She-Hulk, so how she's so glamorous and so appealing and so um, statuesque. Uh, I like that. Also, and I don't know if any of you guys peeped this watching the show, and it irks me because, hey, I'm Webster Style. It irks me that Tatiana is always in clothes that are like two or three sizes too big for her because they have to fit when she transforms to Jennifer Walters. So it makes her look like such an unprofessionally she looks like the lawyer you wouldn't want based on how she's dressing and i love that sort of duality and i don't know if anybody else is really picking up on that is as well that it she's a very competent capable lawyer and in many respects is now battling with this alter ego identity of hers for recognition but 
in the process of having this alter ego, having to be She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters looks like somebody who you wouldn't date, someone who you wouldn't even think about looking twice about, someone who looks totally unprofessional, whom you wouldn't want to hire. I love that duality of it. And I love, and I don't know how many people really peeped that and picked that up on that, but I, I really like that fact of things. And, and even with the show of her dating and showing the reaction of the gentleman going from, you know, seeing she Hawkman and seeing Jennifer and how plain Jane she looks in comparison. So I enjoyed it. Um, the after credit, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that they give us after credit scenes or mid credit scenes on every episode it's really cool and hey maybe wong has a girlfriend who knows we shall see but that's my take on she-hulk episode four how many episodes are in this series anyway i'm like are there six or there eight or they're not i don't remember but anyway that's that for she-hulk let's get into some star trek ladies and gentlemen this past thursday september the 8th we had star trek day and they had the annual celebration of all things star trek on the anniversary of the day that it first debuted on nbc way back in 1966 i will say that the presentation was a bit chaotic overall but it was a fun enjoyable it was quick this year too it was only uh, about a two two and a half hour live stream this year i believe last year a lot of last year the year before i forget it was more of an all-day event so for me in my time i was thankful it was only two and a half hours uh we did see uh new episodes or new information on prodigy which i haven't started watching yet lower decks nothing on the crossover between that and strange new worlds we did see some highlights of strange new worlds they're going to be an ortega's focused episode which i'm looking forward to i i love the character focused episodes for strange new worlds uh, we did see more information or more of a teaser trailer on picard season three i'll tell you i'm looking forward to season three they hit all the buttons they've hit all the buttons from the jump but i am so worried i'm going to get disappointed again like I did with season two, hell and season one. Season one should have hit all the buttons in his advertising, and then it utterly failed. In season two, I was hoping for redemption, and it utterly failed. I'm really, really hoping that we get. Look, I'll watch it because it's Star Trek. That's the thing. Like I love these characters, and even if the show is bad, I will watch it. It will take some time to get through its house, but I will watch it because I love Star Trek. I love the Next Generation crew. I love that whole aspect of the Star Trek universe because that that's that was my Star Trek growing up. So I will continue to watch it. But for me, as a fan, I just I don't like some of the I don't like a lot of the story decisions they made in Picard season one and season two. So I'm hoping that season three is a bit of a redemption for that series, especially being the last episode or last season, I should say. I hope it really goes goes out in a blaze of, of, of glory, personally speaking. But we also got the announcement from Nicholas Meyer, who directed Star Trek Two the wrath of khan that he had been commissioned to write sort of a prequel series for what happened to khan after he was dropped off on seti alpha 5 way back in the original trek days well that didn't commission to a series but they are now going to release it as a podcast so khan seti alpha 5 the podcast uh helmed by nicholas meyer no announcement on voice cast or anything like that but I would be very, that's something I would listen to. 
I one of the things that especially when I was really heavy in podcasts and so different podcasts, there were and still are a lot of fan fiction Star Trek podcasts. And I ate up so many of those podcasts in 2011, 2012, 2013. I listened to so many of those, especially on a lot of the commutes I had and everything. So that is something that I am definitely looking forward to. And I will definitely, definitely listen to when it comes out. They didn't give a release date on that. So we have to wait and see. Star Trek Picard is coming out February 16th, 2023. So Valentine's Day week for all the lovers in the house. Well, in this case, all the Star Trek lovers in the house. Uh, raise your glasses on february 16th for star trek picard season three and strange new worlds of course is coming back in 2023 they also talked about and showed some footage from discovery season five uh, no release date on that as well but realistically at this point of the year we aren't getting any new star trek until picard and then everything is going to come out successively so more than likely picard will come out in february uh, strange new worlds will come out in may or maybe and then i don't know because i'm thinking i think discovery came out around the same time as picard discovery is usually earlier in the year so it's kind of weird anyway so we'll probably discuss picard discovery isn't that picard picard strings and worlds and the discovery will probably come right right afterwards which with lower decks somewhere in between there when season four comes out so that's my take on star trek day it was interesting i love the tribute to to um michelle nichols and uhura uh, other than that it was um it was fun it was cool it was short and it served its purpose so i was excited uh i love star trek day more so because the all of the online component a lot of people i follow online I tend to follow more and more Star Trek people. People talk about Star Trek on on TikTok, and it's just so cool letting your inner geek fly. I feel like you're you're more of a geek if you're into Star Trek than Star Wars. Star Wars is so mainstream, I, and no disrespect to my my people who are really deep into Star Wars, but Star Wars is so mainstream nowadays, and Star Trek still feels like that geeky show that you are you can be ostracized for loving and i absolutely love that aspect of star trek so that's my steak take not steak steak i'm getting hungry uh, that's my take on star trek day quick notes about lower decks season three episode three i enjoyed it i thought that it was um eh, i wouldn't say more of a filler episode i did enjoy it as much as the first two episodes um of the season so far but lower decks is fun Lower Decks is in, is is fast, it's chaotic. Uh, the voice talents are awesome, and they make the show so fun to watch. Uh, I just thought that it was a it was an okay episode, and that's not saying anything bad. It was so fun, it was enjoyable, uh, especially with the uh, revelation of the two the two ships working together as they were trapped and realizing the plot that the scientists and the natives had i i, I like that twist to it because i didn't see that coming so it was really good storytelling no spoilers by the way but i thought just thought overall it was an it was an okay episode not great not horrible which is okay so that's my take on lower decks episode three season three now let's go to the fragrance of the week now fragrance of the week is one that literally i have seen on the shelf for a good two to three years and i have never pulled the trigger on purchasing it so this week 
when I went to my local Ross store. I would say Ross's, but it's just Ross. Uh, they had a really decent selection. I want to say good, but a lot of it was like Nautica and Cuba. And there was some other things sprinkled in there. Nautica, different types of Nautica. But nothing that really wowed me. And I also wasn't trying to spend a whole it, This is literally like, I needed some retail therapy. I needed a new fragrance. And I wasn't trying to spend a whole lot of money. So I ended up going for whatever it takes to Kanye West edition. One, I'd seen it for years, never pulled the trigger, saw reviews. There was a pretty decent fragrance. And two, it was $9.99. And I've seen it for $9.99 for about a good year or two now. And it's also a fragrance that's discontinued. So I know that I probably won't be seeing it on, in these rack stores, especially in this manner again for a while because this is the first time i've seen a bottle in a while and this bottle particular was the only one on the shelf so i picked it up and then whatever it takes line was released by i think apple fragrances i think is the name of the company apple beauty and they released it a couple years ago and they had a whole bunch of different celebrities provide like artwork and that's where the kanye west edition so the artwork on the box is from kanye west so i picked it up i sprayed it and it smelled familiar and i'll get to the top notes i'll tell you why it smells familiar so with top notes, you can find marina chords, mandarin, orange, and grapefruit, heart notes of jasmine and bay leaf, and then base of oak moss, patchouli, ambergris, and gaiac wood. Now it smells familiar because it smells just like Paco Rabanne's Invictus. And to that note, it smells very similar to Cambridge Nights from English Laundry as well. I I enjoyed it. It's def If you're looking for a Paco Rabanne Invictus clone i would definitely say go for for that when it was it's only ten dollars it lasted a lot longer than i expected it to and it's it smells really rich now i will say i sprayed it on the back of my hand at first and the back of my hand always it but fragrances always smell different so when i sprayed it there i got more of the alcoholish niche of the fragrance when i actually sprayed it on my body in a normal application i didn't get any of that at all one of the things i like about it is that it it really has a good sort of projection you got a nice little scent bubble with it in my opinion it's definitely one you can wear going out um, even the summertime, it's it's one that I would not necessarily pull out for the summer, me personally, but it definitely works for the summer and now into the fall. Uh, I think it's definitely a fall fragrance, definitely a going out fragrance. I think this is one that's, that will be really appealing as well. And for $9.99, you really can't miss. And as for date, today's fragrance, I am wearing Mont Blanc's Individual. Uh, this is one that... I always love this description of this fragrance because that's exactly what it likes. And it has a whole host of notes, including like cinnamon and dark chocolate. But the only note that anybody remembers or really smells is raspberry. And Jeremy Fragrance, his description was, and I may be getting it slightly wrong, it smells like a fruity raspberry dryer sheet. That's exactly, that's probably the best description of this fragrance I've ever heard in life. And even some of my... Uh, followers and friends on tiktok said they only ever get the raspberry from this one but this is one that is fresh this is one that is potent this is one that is good for even the colder weather and it's one that's also unfortunately discontinued so if you see it get it because 
I don't know how long it's going to be around. It's still readily available, but as the days, months, years go on, and as more and more people get into fragrances, you, that's one you're definitely going to see disappear. Even when I was at Ross's, I saw a couple of bottles there on the shelf, and it's definitely decreasing for what I used to see even a year or two ago with this fragrance. So that's my fragrance that I'm wearing right now, what I'm wearing, Mont Blanc individual so don't forget to check me out every week on the nrw checkpoint where we talk about six weeks releases in the video game space with my man brian saff over at nerds rule the world don't forget to check me out on instagram at webster style and that's Autorian geek on twitter at webster style and on tiktok at underscore webster style also make sure you check out the website webster style for anything and everything that is webster style and also Drop me an email, info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Want to be on the show, want to chit-chat, want to comment, just let me know. Drop me that email. And again, I thank you for your time and energy in your listening year with sitting here for this podcast. Thank you. Remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Tuesday had to be bow tie Thursday. Had to be white Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't. Wear, oh, I right, miss it. million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels, looking sharp. They acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Killing. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset.
was on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes Oh, you wanna see? Oh, I completely read that wrong.